Hello and welcome to the Criterion Quest, a continuing podcast series looking at important films and contemporary classics. My name is Chris and I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host Lee. Hello. How you going? Good, good. Been um, watching some things since our 2021 wrap-up video. Yeah. Yeah, Not yeah. Video podcast, I podcast say. yeah. No, it's it's been you know obviously a bunch of time has passed in the real world since that episode's come out, but uh, for us it's only been a few days. Yes. So catching up on some more stuff, kicking off twenty twenty two with a bang. Yes. So I recently watched uh, Toby in that, in that episode uh, suggested fourteen peaks, which I watched and mm. really really enjoyed. Yeah, so refresh my memory on that one. What's, what's that one about again? So it's about a man from Nepal who climbed the 14 um, highest mountains um, that are above 8,000 feet that you know have the death zone uh, in six months. Okay. Yeah, and he's not really recognised because he's from Nepal. Yeah, he's, he's not a rich white person, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, he um, also shares information about his Sherpas that help him along the way as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really powerful, really great film. Loved is, it. Is, is it a lot of talking heads no. or is it a lot of footage, lot of, of, footage of him climbing? Of him and climbing. All right, I, I can dig with that. I like, I like watching these types of films from the warmth of my couch. Yep. I have no desire to climb, <laughs> walk, I'm just run. imagining you there, like, you know, <laughs> trackies, like no bra, just like fucking yeah. bag of chips and just yeah. like, oh, that looks tough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. Uh, if you get some sweet sound effects, there seems to be a recurring theme, but there's a thunderstorm going on outside, so Yeah, it's enjoy. thunderstorm and it looks like hail, almost. Sweet. Yeah. It always happens when we record, I've noticed. I'm just watching a butterfly just be caught in it, just being like, oh God, oh Jesus, oh God, just like trying to <laughs> evade outside the window. Sorry, sorry if I get distracted by that. Oh, butterfly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I've caught up on a few things. So far, I mean, God, we're a week into 2022 at this point, and so far, so good. I'm, I'm maintaining the th- a movie a day, like the 365. How yeah. many did you get last year? Uh, I, I think I made it to 370, 369. Yeah, so I beat I beat the three sixty five. That's crazy, in, man! In a, in a year, man, I saw somebody like because it's on Letterbox. People are just logging like, here's my end of year wrap up, here's my stats and stuff. And I saw one where someone had logged a thousand. Jesus Christ! It's also like that is so impressive. Mm. Yeah, like just being like the the commitment to film at that point is yeah. is amazing. So. I wish I had that stamina. Yeah, that's the thing, stamina, <laughs> so focus. Th- so this year I'm going to, I mean, it might be a bit tougher. We'll wait and see what happens with lockdowns and, you know, all of that stuff. You know, it, it helped that a lot of last year was spent at home mm. and being stood down from work and stuff. So mm. I had time, but I, I would love to, like, get over that 400 mark. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I went to the movies last night. Uh, you know, uh, COVID is uh, running rampant here in Melbourne again. So it was great. I, I went to the movies and there was one other person in the cinema. <laughs> so I think I messaged a friend being like, hey, I'm going to go and see uh, The Kingsman. I'm a big fan of uh, those films. And his response was, it's probably going to be the safest place in Melbourne. <laughs> As in, like, no one's going to go see that movie. <laughs> and you enjoyed it, though, didn't you? I did. I really did. I, I'm an unabashed huge fan of those films. Uh, even the second one that people don't dig as much. Mm. Um yeah, this was really great. It was like kind of a World War kind of man on a missiony type movie. Not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's long, but it's very good and very fun. Has a lot of fun twists. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. 
I've seen the first one and I didn't really enjoy the second one. And yeah, I don't know. I might see the third one. Yeah, all I'll say is it has a stacked cast. There are so many people that kept popping up that I did not expect. Yep. Like... Hey, Stanley Tucci's in this movie now all of a sudden? I love that man. So you're getting like Ray Fiennes and Stanley Tucci just hanging out. I'm like, oh, just hook it to my veins. (laughs) Wait a minute. He's in it as well? Ray Fiennes? He's the lead. Oh, yes, yes. Mm. Yep, I saw the promos for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I unabashedly loved it and want to go see it again just so that they can make at least 10 more of them, please. Just (laughs) Matthew Vaughn, just do that forever and I'll be so happy. Nice. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, we just watched another film. Yes, a Criterion film. We did. We just got finished watching Oh Hazard Balthazar, Robert Brisson's 1966 film. Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Uh, this was one I had seen before, yes. so I knew what we were getting into, and I've seen a few <laughs> Brisson films as well, so you knew what I was getting in for, what I was in for. <laughs> You're the first time watching, and I believe probably first Brisson film? Yeah, probably. God knows. Uh, thoughts? Initial thoughts. Let's do. Let's do the intro. Okay. And then let's get into it. <laughs> all right. So I just, got some fucking yeah, thoughts. you just want to. Okay, we'll get it all out of the way, and then we'll. All right. A profound masterpiece from one of the most revered filmmakers in the history of cinema, Robert Brisson's O Hazard Balthazar follows the donkey Balthazar as he is passed from owner to owner, some kind and some cruel, but all with motivations beyond his understanding. Balthazar, whose life parallels that of that of his first keeper, Marie, is truly a beast of burden, suffering the sins of humankind. But despite his powerlessness, he accepts his fate nobly. Through Brisson's unconventional approach to composition, sound, and narrative, the simple story becomes a moving parable about purity and transcendence. Hmm... Thoughts. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. So, I have some beef to pick, pull. I don't know what you do with beef, but... You, you, know, you pull pork. You... <laughs> That's a pull with yeah. you. <laughs> so, you said last episode, oh, I'm really excited for this next suddenly. It's got a donkey in it. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Were you expecting, like, Babe or Milo and Otis <laughs> level? Yep, yep. I should have known better, considering it's a Criterion film. Mm. But no, I, I've walked away not enjoying this film. Uh, I don't... There, there's, there's reasons. There's reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I found it quite confusing. Yep. In the way that we had to look up other material to understand, or I had to look up other material to understand what the hell was going on. Um, just, just in terms of actual plotting, you're meaning, or in terms of thematic no. motivations and things? Yeah, just the plot. Yeah. Just the plot. Um, I think back in the 1966 France, whatever, there was a don't show and don't tell. (laughs) But, like, uh, just uh, allude to. But even the alluding to is just still like, huh? What just happened? Um, Maybe my, like I say this every episode, my now 2022 brain... Uh, needs a little bit more uh, explained to me. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe back then uh, having a more subtle film was enough and people got it. Mm. Whereas I'm like, what is going on? Where's, this isn't the Pokemons and the Squid Games and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what kids like these days, right? <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so I felt a bit confused throughout it. 
Um, also, it was just a depressing ride. A yeah, very upsetting film. That that's the thing. Like it, it's this. This is the second time I'd seen this one, and what I was intrigued by, I think, why I was excited for you to see this one is. Uh, this sounds so morbid and fucked up. I'm just like, because I, I, I remembered it packing more of an emotional punch the first time I saw it and mm. being a lot kind of, a lot more heartbreaking, I guess. And I'm just yes. like, it'd be funny if I'm like, hey, Lee, this movie has a donkey. <laughs> guess what? Spoiler alert. You're going to watch that thing get mistreated and die. Yes. <laughs> um, you're going to fuck. I know. Just like, I'm like, I'm going to make Lee cry. Um, <laughs> yes. Surprising, um, didn't cry. Hmm. Uh, I think I was more outraged than sad. Yeah, that sort of was it for me this time as well. I remember the first time I saw it, it, it was a lot more of a kind of weighty emotional punch. But I think because we were discussing while watching and trying to... Mm. We, we were reading up on it as we were watching and things yeah. and um, sort of trying to analyse some of the, kind of the yeah. Christi- Christian themes and all of that stuff throughout it, which kind of made it a shift away from what... I initially, how I initially yeah. read the film when I first watched it, which was the very kind of basic interpretation of Balthazar. It, it, it's an encapsulation of humankind, like it, it, life and mankind mm. and interpersonal relationships between man, um, but told through kind of the perspective of this wandering donkey. And he's yeah. kind of our conduit that leads us through all these different facets of life. Yes. And you kind of connect with them as you do, it's a very kind of contemplative film is how I, I've always viewed it, where it's, you know, the, it, it's not necessarily the strongest narrative or plot. It's very vignette but it's how you as an individual connect with the incidences and moments that happen to Balthazar is kind of what you get out of the film. Yeah. And mostly I was outraged. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time to sit there watching something get beat up and mistreated and forgotten and... All that sort of thing. We're presented the l- whole life of a donkey. Yeah. Like, and it's all shit. I mean, it's not all shit. He gets I a flower think... crown at one point. Yeah, but then she forgets. <laughs> this is the thing. Then she forgets to feed him. Mm. And it's like, well, do you love this donkey? Like, But also, yeah. it's she's a... It's like teenage. The, she's a teenager. And it's like the innocence of a child and the forgetfulness and like the, the whimsy of, I want this now and then I'll forget about it later. And it's like, you know, that whole... The cry... <laughs> I want to like a, like <laughs> change a quote from Lost Daughter. It's like instead of children, it's like donkeys are a crushing responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> and no one in this film appreciates them. Yeah, um, he was hmm. such a nice boy. Oh, the amount of times I wanted him to kick someone in the face—that was your your go-to. You're just like, I want to see that donkey kick a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously, like back then, they're like, oh, we can't have him kick our actors. The actors will be upset. Mm. Just fucking. Someone. It's okay for them to punch a donkey, but when a donkey does it, no. Yes. And we weren't sure about the level of real animal cruelty because it is the 60s. Yeah. We don't know. And, like, you know, low budget and, like, you know, pretty much independent, like, French film yes. in the 60s. You know, Peter's not on, like, you know, there's not a, hum- a humane society worker on the set, I yes. imagine. Um, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, thankfully a lot of the more extreme violence is actually, like, you know, and cruelty is actually off-screen. It is. Um, you know, the stuff like when it's the the, the, the miller, when it's, it's like he's sold off to the miller and he's, like, doing his little circles with the grain and he's whipping him. He's not, it's more, he's not actually physically whipping, whipping him. him. It's the crack of the sound that's making him yeah. 
go. So it's not, it's, you know, psychological mistreatment, not physical. Well, see, I started to think like, okay, I'm watching the scenes, I'm picking them apart, how much real cruelty is. And there's a scene where um, they light... uh, Gerard, our villain, uh, ties up a piece of paper to the donkey's tail and sets it on fire because he wants to get him moving. Does he, though, or does he just want to... Fuck with it. He's like a kid with a magnifying glass and some ants. Gerard is, by far, the worst villain on screen. One of... It's a big call to say the worst, but he's one of the most villainous villains. You've seen in a long time. He, he is, like, a prime example of, like, an undiagnosed sociopath. <laughs> like, he's, he's the kid who, like, you know, it's red flags, red flags. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, before we kind of get into the, the breaking down the characters and all of that, I'm intrigued, uh, Brisson. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this is your first kind of outing or exposure to a Robert Brisson film. Um, he has a very specific style in that he has no style mm-hmm. um he, his kind of approach to filmmaking was um the images should just be as basic and simple as humanly possible like it, it was almost like an experimentation in can i emotionally manipulate the audience or get the audience emotionally connected with the story while using none of the tricks of filmmaking and just being simple mm. and is that as effective as, say, you know, Scorsese whipping the camera around, like, you know, yeah. going absolutely bonkers. Can, or, you know, Godard, like, completely deconstructing what film is. Like, yeah. I'm going to do kind of almost the opposite of that, where I'm just going to be like, here, this yeah. is it, and can you emotionally connect with it, and can you engage? Um, what? How do you feel about that? Um, look, I found myself really irritated by... Marie, the main character. I know mm-hmm. you said we're not talking about the characters, but I just found her quite dull and boring and, and not very emotive. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that bland film style, I don't know if you call it bland, but sort of uh, documentary-esque style. Yeah, it, yeah. I just... I'm like, yeah. It, it, it's yeah, already it's not connecting with a protagonist and then not having that exciting film language behind it is kind of doubling down on I don't give a shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's how I felt. How did you feel? Um, it, it's an interesting style. It, it works about 50% of the time for me. Um, this is one of his films that I do enjoy. I, I don't enjoy all of his films because of that. Um, a big criticism for a lot of his stuff is it's boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like this, uh, pickpocket and machete and things like I, I met, I've connected with those ones because that similar thing, like I was saying before this film, it's like, all right, I'm not going to try and I, I know what I'm getting out of this is what I put in. So I'm going to sit down and just kind of let these little moments happen and kind of ponder them and how that affects me. And that was kind of, that's kind of my way in with this one and I how think it's that's good i think you're you're accepting what's happening and letting it happen whereas i'm fighting against it and going no yeah yeah and and don't worry you are not alone in that as yeah. well there's a lot of people who find brisson just not impenetrable but like dull dull and yeah yeah and it's, it's <laughs> more than just dull it's just that I didn't connect to any of the characters. I was so angry all the time. 
Like we've watched some pretty slow films. Like if you think about, say, the Browning version, which yeah. we watched recently, that oh was my pretty God. dull and slow, and I loved it. But yeah, that but that packs such a emotional yes. punch that it was like, holy shit. See, that one hit for me. This one didn't. Yeah. Um, I think as well, like it, it's it, that style that Brisson does, that kind of muted, kind of laid back thing. It, it's, it's in, on, it's, it's particularly interesting with this one because in any other kind of film, it'd be like the mistreatment or like, you know, let's be like the cutaways to Balthazar mm. could be played to heighten an emotion, like you yes, know, a musical uh, music, like yeah, or it could like they could be used as a punchline or a dramatic sting, like you yes. know, having the donkey react to something. Yeah. And every time he cuts away to the donkey in this, he is just blank staring. And you're like, huh, okay. That's, it doesn't ha pack that kind of emotional weight that, you know, cinematic language in any other film would have. But at the same time, it, it elicits that other response of, okay, so we're just, we're just floating through life, are we? And that's mm -hmm. just come what, oh God, this mm -hmm. is, it's kind of very existential and yeah. bleak. So Bleak, yeah. I know what you mean, like they're not hamming up moments, like there's a moment where the firecrackers are going off and he sort of slightly winces, but it's a long shot of him just sort of staring. Yeah, it, and it's a lot, a lot of the time it's almost, like that that scene, it's kind of like, oh, he's still here, everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. But like the, the sexual assault scene between Gerard and Marie, like the, the, how they're like running around him and she's trying to avoid him and then periodically we'd cut to Balthazar's fate, like a close-up on his eyes and stuff. And that's almost like, it, it, like the bewilderment, or almost just like, yeah, this is just a fact of life. Of mm. this is what it, it like you. Know, mm. He's he's just a blank slate, and mm. it's like, yeah, it speaks a lot about their existence, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yep, depressing as fuck. Um. So Marie, you Marie. just like yeah, this is gonna be a tough one to like actually. You we, were saying we, yeah, I don't know if we can go through blow by. We can have a go at it, but we sort of start with. Marie is a little girl and Jacques is a little boy and uh, they adopt a little baby, Balthazar. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's so cute. And I'm like, yay, I'm going to have a lot of fun in this film. Look yeah. at this cute donkey. Yay, <laughs> and he's hanging out with kids in a farm. This is going to be great. Oh, God, the sister died. Yes. And then the family left. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Balthazar is sold to another farm. Not really sure, and he's worked really hard. He uh, escapes one day and returns to Marie, who was his happy place. Yeah, it's that's the most adorable. That's that whole sequence. I was like, uh, it's it's not misleading, but it's almost like, oh, this is gonna be a nice little film of like the donkey going on an adventure. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so happy to see him. She makes him a flower crown. She loves him so much, and uh, enter Gerard, who is. Envious of the donkey, would we say? Gerard is just a shit. Yeah. He 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 is a. I love how he's described on Wikipedia as a leader of a young criminal gang, but it's also like, no, he is just a a shit, a yes. shit of a human being, who were, were first introduced by the, to him and his gang. They are pouring oil on a road to purposely cause car accidents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> It's it it's like it's like some good son shit like Macaulay Culkin yes. throwing the dummy off. The, it's like you're you're gonna murder you're gonna kill people. Like what yeah. are you doing? Every every scene there is nothing that that explains why he's like this. There's no purpose or point to it. He's just out to destroy the world. 
Yeah. He just, some men just want to watch the world burn. Yes. <laughs> He's... Everything he does uh, makes the world a worse off place. And and I guess that's also part of, like, the, like you're saying, the problem with not being able to connect based on Brisson's style. It's, unfortunately, we get no understanding of his motivations of yes. why he is like this. He just represents all that is bad. Yeah. And, I mean, there's no scene, like, and by that, I mean, there's no scenes of, like, you know, this is his backstory. This mm. is someone lamenting why is he like this. It is just is. He just yep. is. He just is. So it's 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 after the, uh, you know, so he ends up, uh, Balthazar, after he runs away and things, and then um, Marie's family sell him to a local bakery mm. uh, to help with their delivery stuff, and Gerard is the delivery boy for the bakery. So this is where he decides to do some fun stuff, like light the donkey's tail on fire. Beat him up. Beat him up constantly, and it's uh, in one of these incidences where uh, Marie comes across Balthazar on the side of the road with Gerard, and it's like, oh, my old friend, yay, lovely to see you. And Gerard gets jealous yes. of the affection that Marie is showing to Balthazar and is like, I'm going to take that affection from you. Do you know what it reminds me of? Um, you know, in um, 30 Rock... Um, what's her face is jealous of babies for the attention. Oh yeah, Jenna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like babies because they take a, they take the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's jealous of donkeys. I mean, I get it. Balthazar's pretty charming for a donkey. <laughs> he has a little like white circles around his eyes and his floppy ears. I get it. Oh, he's <laughs> a handsome it. boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this is one of the moments that lost me because Gerard, it is insinuated that Gerard uh, sexually assaults Marie. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, like I said, I'm used to films like explaining things a little better. Yeah. This was something I had to read up to know that that happened. Yeah. I'm a dunce, probably. Uh, no, no, and it was also uh, like early on in the film you were saying like how you just don't get French women. Yes, French <laughs> women. So uh, Marie uh, and Jacques uh, reconnect as adults. And Jacques says, oh, I love you. I've always loved you since we were children. I carved our names in a love heart on this bench that we're sitting on. Um, I want us to get married. And Marie's like, no, but yes, but no, but yes, but no. Like, that's pretty much what she does, but in a very French way. Mm. So I'm not interested in you. I don't love you, but I'm going to snuggle in and give you like a little bit of affection. But I actually don't like you. No, yeah. no, no. I'm like, she's fickle. Oh, she's irritating. <laughs> So I think it was you were saying the French, we always think of French and romance and all mm. that, and we think it, is it that it's not straightforward and it's all whimsy and back and forth and we don't know and I'm Yeah, it, it, it's, it's romance like it is in novels. It's, it's that kind of very chaste kind of, mm. you know, wearing all your emotions on your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet Marie doesn't really have sleeves, so she's kind of emotionless <laughs> in this film. She's a very confusing woman. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's like this is the part of the film where I, I could tell it, it was kind of losing you because from this point, like it is that kind of you know alluded to sexual assault sequence and stuff, and it is just a very interpret through these images what is going on and what's yeah. how that's all affecting. And then from that as well, then Marie gets into an abusive relationship with Gerard. Yes. Um, but then we kind of shift focus for quite a while away from Marie and even Balthazar to some extent, and we start following Arnold and Gerard, where it's basically Arnold, like the local town drunk, 
kind of, um, well, Balthazar almost dies because they leave him out in the fucking snow and continue to mistreat him, Ugh. and so they're going to euthanize him with a giant hammer yes. <laughs> at one point. Yes. Um, but, and then Arnold, the local town drunk, is just like, I, I'll, take, I'll take him, and I'll, you know, and actually kind of giving him fresh air and sunshine and, you know, regular nice exercise and things kind of revives him. Mm. Um, and so he, you know, uses him as his little tourist donkey and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's this, like, 20-minute, half-hour stretch where it's just like, where, where, where are we, what? Yeah. What are we doing? Where are we going? Uh, and then, if I'm not mistaken, he gets drunk. Arnold gets drunk. <laughs> Chases his donkey with a chair and starts abusing him again. Yep. Because it's that, like, that's, that's the, like, while we're watching the film, we read up that it it can be interpreted that the incidents in the film and, like, the little moments in Balthazar's life can be interpreted as um, readings of the seven deadly sins. So I think we made the mistake of, like, well, let's try and unpack that while we're watching, and it is... Real tough to unpack that. Yeah, it's not like seven. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's not. Obvious. Yeah, it's it's not like oh, he's a real big fat guy, so he yeah. made him eat a lot. <laughs> Glutton. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Are you like me? Whenever someone brings up the seven deadly sins and it's like Kent trying to remember them all, I just cycle through the deaths in seven. <laughs> like that's yes! how I remember them. Yes! Is purely yes! because of seven. Yes. I'm just 100%. like, all right. So there's the lawyer up in his office where it's yes. like the pound of flesh, and then there's the fat guy, and then there's the amazing knife dildo. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 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 man. Sloth, the guy in the bed. Like you know, it's it's trying to break. It's like that's how I remember them all. Yeah. Side note on that one, I'd watched that film only on uh, Channel 7 or Channel 10 growing up mm. and only later got the DVD and then watched the real version of that film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that knife dildo was never on TV. Oh, no, that is one of the most hardcore things. He made me do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. my oh. God. Leland Orser's performance in that film. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get this fucking thing off me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back to Balthazar the yeah. donkey. <laughs> Where was the knife dildo in this? But how did we get on this? Oh, the seven deadly sins. Yes, yes. <laughs> they made him wear a... No. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they made Balthazar wear it. <laughs> and he did it. I did it. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, the drunk... And, and so what would you say if you had to interpret that? Would that be glutton? I mean... Yeah, probably with with his over imbibing of alcohol and stuff, and that leading like I mean, God, there's even one point where he's just like, "Hey, life's going pretty good for me. Like, I'm out under the stars. I'm doing this good kind of business here with the donkeys and the tourists and stuff. This is kind of great. You know what I should do? I should swear off alcohol and like swears to Jesus and Mary and stuff. Like, I'm never going to touch another drop of alcohol. Hard cut to the season has ended. Like, the tourist season has ended." straight back to drinking. Mm. And it's it's I think it's that incorporation of he's a glutton for, you know, the drink and because of that he's kind of going against the promise that he made to God, mm. so therefore it, he a lot of people lash out at Balthazar mm. just because he's there. An easy target. He's an easy target and he's kind of there to help, I guess in some way or another facilitate these opportunities or these kind of events in people's lives so it's he's not directly at fault or the cause of anything but he is he's a cog in that wheel so fuck that cog Mm. (laughs) i guess um yeah but then it's it's your favorite part of the film where balthazar runs away and joins the circus (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Something you did not. Time. Yeah, no, it's such a thing, isn't it, to run away and join the circus, and then they put little feathers on him, and they're quite nice to him. Those people. Yeah, they they make him a math magician. They math magician, pretty math much. Magician. <laughs> He's the world's smartest donkey. He does math problems until one day Arnold the drunk shows up in the crowd and is like, oh, that's my donkey. I'm going to murder him again. Yeah. And he rightfully freaks the fuck out. And then it, it, it's this is the bummer thing where it's just like that scene is so quick and just breathe. It's like, ah. Oh. I, I mean, like I said, it's the, to sit it's the, there longer because the rest is so horrible. Yeah, it's it's like, and it's also the twenty twenty two brain of like, this is fun. <laughs> I want this. Yeah. Um, but it is so abrupt, and how it just all of a sudden, Arnold like jumps the fence at the circus, and you know jumps into the arena, and Balthazar's freaking the fuck out. Cut to Arnold has Balthazar again. Yeah, like this it, is what I mean. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah what they, happened? Well, I'm, ass- I'm assuming he's just like, hey, that's my donkey, and he proves it, and so he gets his donkey back. Because they just found Balthazar. Like, I think Balthazar found them. He's just like, this could be a fun little adventure. I want to be, <laughs> be friends with an one. elephant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a weird scene of Balthazar saying hello to all the other circus animals in horrible cages. Mm. But then it's like within the next five minutes of Arnold getting Balthazar back, um, Arnold's uncle dies and Arnold inherits a shitload of money and then he falls off Balthazar, hits his head on the road and dies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving. And then it's, we're on to our next adventure. It, it's very episodic and yes. it's, and, and, and so fast paced yet while still being so slow. slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's one where, because the narrative is so... It presented in that way. It yes. is just a, okay, what, like, I'm just going to sit here and think about death or something for a while. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's that whole Is that thing. what we're expected to do, I, to sit and contemplate it for a bit? That's what I, that's yeah. how I read it. Mm. And sort of, like I said, it, it's whatever the film does for you at the time that you watch it is, mm. that's how, like, it's interesting that it was such a different watch for me this time as opposed to when I first watched it. Mm. Um, sort of just engaging with it in a totally different way because, you know, I'm at a different place in my life. And yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And you're watching it with me, who's probably swearing at the screen the whole time. <laughs> no, you were just more <laughs> wanting him to kick people. <laughs> kick him! That's all Kick him! Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, do we keep attempting to go through the plot? Yeah, then, then I can't remember what happens after that. Uh, well, then he gets bought by uh, the Miller guy. Yes. yes. He makes wine. Yes. Working on his, his pump with his water and his milling and stuff. So, and he's yeah. a dirty pedo. But anyway, we, they were jumping ahead. So <laughs> Is he, though? He, he doesn't... I mean... I mean, yeah, no, I guess. We, we were insinuating things earlier. We're insinuating things now. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he... he uh, Balthazar is used to turn the wheel that... I don't know what it does, but makes water? Makes wine. Yeah, it's essentially he's it's using to he's using it to make his grain alcohol and yeah. things. Yeah, and he just sits there whipping in. We see Balthazar buckle and keel over at some point and has to get. And then a, do- a vet comes and looks at him, and he's got a bunch of sores because he doesn't have a proper harness on him. To which the miller is just like, "Well, I'll just wait for him. You know, it doesn't matter because you know my harvest season's pretty much done, and when the rains arrive, I'm just going to kill him. It doesn't. Yeah. So it doesn't. Ma- I'm not going to get him a proper harness. That's a waste of money. If I was that vet. I'd be like, uh... I'm going to ta- take your donkey away from yeah, you now. why did you tell me... Why did you even get me here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's a, like, what am I... Yeah, what yeah, am I doing what's here? What's my point? Yeah. Um, but then in... It's raining one night and Marie arrives at... What's this character's name? I, I, he's just the Miller. The Miller. At the Miller's. 
And we're the Millers. <laughs> and she, uh, the Miller is friends with her father, and he, uh, the Miller tells her, you, you've been a little bitch. Your father's worried about you, worried sick. Mm. You're, saying, you're killing your father, you know that, right? <laughs> it's interesting. She reflects on She's told this a few times and reflects on it a few times, and uh, she's like, no, my father just loves to be sad and worry. It fuels him. The, the same way you, the Miller are obsessed with money and that's the thing that fuels and drives you that sadness and complications is what dr- is my father's will to live essentially yeah. don't put this on me yeah. it'll be this way anyway mm. um so all she wants is a little bit of hay in the corner to um obviously get out of the range she's left gerard and his um posse um but she goes but if you like i'll give you a little kiss wink wink and uh, the Miller is all up for that. Mm. He's in. Well, I think it's more... Uh, I don't know if it's 100% he's in as more of like, oh, this poor broken child, I want to... But then he asked her to take her clothes off. Or Because he's drying them by the fire because she's... Yeah, totally... All right, so this is the thing. I was watching that scene. I'm like, is he? Isn't he? Isn't yeah. He, isn't he? I don't but know. then it's the periodic, like, the hand on the yes. shoulder and then the stop. Yeah, stop. so he keeps trying yeah. to, like, touch her and she's, like, slapping him away. Um... So that's how I was like, I don't know. And then she sits on his lap like a child. Like a child, yeah. Wrapped up in a blanket. And I'm like, I, just, I don't even know. I don't yeah, know I, I never, in, I, I don't interpret that as any kind of sexual, like, I think the possibility comes across his mind when that's why the touching and the slap, slap, slap. And then it's just like, well, no, let's, let's just talk this but out. Then, but then when they're talking, she goes, uh, he, she originally asked for money. He gives her the money. She gives him the money back. And he, she goes, I just need a friend, a friend who'll indulge in my pleasures and my pains. And he says, well, I hope we can have more pleasure than pain. Cut to, she's putting her clothes back on. See, yeah, but I, I again, I'm, like, using... Something's happened and then she's putting her clothes back no, on. I see, no, I, I, see, I, again, don't interpret it as the sexual, like, anything sexual going on. I view it, like, let's look at the life of Balthazar, where it's, like, his life has been mostly pain and you wish it was more pleasure. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's... By that, it's not like, you know, physical pleasure. I mean, it's more pleasure of good times in life. Like, you know, a more pleasurable life as opposed to pain. You're a glass half full kind of guy. I'm trying to be. be. (laughs) It's been a rough couple of years. I'm trying trying to be positive (laughs) with it. Trying to find the positive. Yeah, especially when, you know, we're watching a donkey get beaten for a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, yeah, I mean, it's in the explanation anyway, but the parallels between... Marie and Balthazar, they sort of go through similar things of not being treated very well. Yeah, exactly. Like, Balthazar goes through his many different owners, and Marie has her abusive relationship with Gerard. Yes. Um, the, the wanting to kind of run away from home, have that freedom um, that Balthazar seemingly kind of has, yes. where he runs away off on, you know, joins the circus and stuff. Oh, he was having such a good time. Yeah, he liked clip-clopping. <laughs> <laughs> Solving maths. Yeah. Um, but then this is where the film gets interesting to me. It, it, it's you have the ultimate shit of Gerard, um, basically Marie going to have it out with him in her like as she says, I'm going to go and have it out with him. Essentially, be like, "Fuck you!" Like I need better out of life. And this is, I think, again, a direct result of having those conversations in that night with the Miller, where it's like, "I do deserve goodness She's got in self-worth life." Yeah, sudden. that's because you were like, "What's with this woman?" And I'm like, "She has no opinion of herself. Mm. Like her her self worth is so low." that it's, that's where she's at. Mm. And by having this interaction with this man, it kind of helps boost her up and bolster her to have the confidence to go to Gerard, who then just strips her naked and beats the shit out of her. Mm. It's, yeah, which is like the ultimate kind of 
is that life? Like, it's a very bleak way to, like, you know. You're saying so she finally gets what she needs in order to be strong and then life just rips it away. Yeah, rips it away again. It's a very bleak interpretation of life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then similarly, we've got, like, you know, she then ends up going back home, being with her parents and stuff, and then Jacques comes and her mother's just like, no, she's run away. Like, it's like this kind of... She's never coming back, which is not true. She's just upstairs. <laughs> but it's that thing of, we have her back finally. We're going to tell any any force that could take her away from us, we're going to get them out of here. So sort of that's why, you know, we just go. Um, and then it's the interesting thing of uh, Marie's dad finally gets everything he wants. He gets his all the debts settled. He gets like, you know, his opinion gets changed within the town. He gets his daughter back. And then he immediately, like the thing that was driving him, the sadness and all of this and like the conflict, it's all gone. So he has nothing left. So he just dies. Mm. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting, right? It, it but is it, it, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, it's a sad look, but it's it's well done. Yeah, it's well done. It, it 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 like that. I mean, it's it's a sad way to present that, but it's an interesting idea of like, hey, the thing that keeps us going in life, the the things that fuel us, we need to keep those fires burning. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point of living? It, it's you can kind of spin it into some positive ways, yeah. I guess. I guess it also like so, you know how some people just love to complain or are always negative. Mm. You just wish they'd be more positive. But yeah. that, that's what they thrive on being. Yeah. So yeah. you can't you're just gonna be like that's That's them. Yeah. <laughs> Let the hate consume you. Yeah. Ooh, thunder. Ooh, big thunders. I hope that came through. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, then it's it's sort of the film just wraps up very quickly after that, where um Gerard and his crony come and steal Balthazar in the middle of the night to smuggle goods across the Spanish border. Again, none of this is actually explained in the film. Mm. Um Balthazar gets shot and dies. Yeah. While um, surrounded by a flock of sheep. Yeah. It's like he's like a messiah and they're his flock. I yeah. Mean, maybe I'm interpreting the Well, I mean, much. God, there's so much religious, like, Brisson himself is like a devout Catholic, so there's a lot of... That's why all of that kind of biblical nature and why trying to unpack it in that regard mm. and why so many people have kind of latched onto it in that regard, I guess. Um, but for me, I'm just like, I, I, I just... Not being a religious person, I, I kind of found it confounding to try and unpack all of that stuff. Yes. But because you know, you and I both went to religious schools. But yes, it's been a while. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I yeah, there's no no religion, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's and it's also like I get that that you know it, it would be interesting to spend the time to unpack it in that regard, but I just don't have the religious knowledge to properly do that. I guess. Yeah, and there was that, you know, we, we passed, brushed over the miller, but I think the most, well, or, yeah, no, the most interesting scene was the miller scene with um, Marie. And he was talking about how he loves money, mm. yet he lives a poor life. He lives a poor life so that he can have lots and lots of money, even though money is used to buy goods and services. <laughs> he doesn't use Money it. can buy many peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Explain how. Um... He has lots of money, yet he lives the life of a pauper because he loves money. And I've lost my point. I mean, that, that's essentially greed, I guess, again. Yes. Like, you know, interpreting it that in that regard. And it's... It's 
it's a weird greed because greed you think about, yeah, like, yeah, money. But money so I can have a nice house or a nice car or expensive clothes. It, it, but he's like, no, I just like money. Money, I just, yeah. And it's, again, it would be interesting if the film, if, like, Brisson was interested in kind of dissecting, like, uh, it, why is he interested in the money? Is it because of the the power and the status that comes along with money or any of this stuff? But it's just, it's it's so open. It's, it's just open to... I don't, it, it's just, I think by presenting everything so blankly, I guess, it, it leaves it open to interpret. Like I said, it's that thing of you unpack it how you unpack it, I mm. guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was wondering about was it's based on a book called The Idiot. Yeah, well, it was inspired by The Idiot by Dostoevsky. <laughs> and for some reason in my little brain, I'm like, is that a Steve Martin film? But no, that's that, the jerk. That's the jerk. <laughs> One of the best like, films ever. It's like a Steve Martin movie, mm. The Idiot. I'm guessing The Idiot is the donkey? I don't know. I've never actually read any Dostoevsky, so I'm, I'm not a... You're not a Dostoevsky fan? Uh, well, like I said, I, I've just never... In, in all of my literature, I've never gotten around to any, much of the Russian classics, I guess. I'm trying to see... The title is an ironic reference to the central character. Uh, a young man whose goodness, open-hearted simplicity and guilelessness uh, lead many of the more worldly characters he encounters to mistakenly assume he lacks intelligence and insight. Mm. Which, okay, yeah, that's Balthazar, basically. Mm. Everyone assume he's so... Like, I mean, fuck, who's more sweet and innocent than just a little donkey? Mm. Like, so you, you're not able to put any judgment or hate or anything like in a genius like he's so pure and simple and i guess that's the whole thing because brisson has said that basically balthazar was meant to be a symbol of the christian faith and it's that thing of you know do to me what you will but i will still remain pure and innocent and there'll be no i'm just that's i reckon if you had him as a human well obviously it works in the book but in the film if you had him as a human you just wouldn't you couldn't have the level of what you would have as an animal, no, kind of animal. Yeah. No, it, it just, it, I know about, any, like, you know, for me personally, like, watching it, it's just instant empathy mm. when an animal is being mistreated. You're just, like, yes. instant. Whereas for a human, you're just like, yeah, no, what do you do? You probably yeah. deserve what did to. You do? What did you I do? I don't trust this guy. Whereas yeah. the donkey, it's like, he's just a donkey. Leave him be. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do, is there, do we have anything much else on this one? Nope. Um, I mean, I've got the. I thought it was interesting. Uh, obviously, when we did the synopsis and things, it, you know, it's it's called a masterpiece. It's called one of the great great films of world cinema. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to look at some of the reception on it. Mm. Um, so when it first came out, uh, Jean Luc Godard himself said that everyone who sees this film will be absolutely astonished because this film is really the world in an hour and a half. Uh, it's also interesting that Goddard would then go on to marry the uh, woman who played Marie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Anne Wiesemiski, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, but then, yeah, when the film came out in the U.S., um, it, four years later in 1970, Andrew Saris, an amazing film critic, uh, wrote in his 1970 review, no film I have ever seen con- has come so close to convulsing my entire being. It stands by itself as one of the loftiest pinnacles of artistically realized emotional experience. Yeah, so again, he connected with it. And I think that kind of just helps not to bolster myself up, but like it kind of 
adds to that thing of like, yeah, so it is just how you emotionally connect with it and what you bring to it is, yeah, how you kind of go about it. Um, but, you know, in, in classical uh, I Love Her to Death, uh, Pauline Kael, um, one of the great film writers who I a lot of the time disagree with, but she's just amazing. Um, she said that people will find it painstakingly tedious and offensively holy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now we're into the, this will make you feel better for not engaging. Uh, and Ingmar Bergman, like great, amazing filmmaker said this Balthazar, I don't understand a word of it. <laughs> it was so completely boring. A donkey to me is completely uninteresting, <laughs> but a human being is always interesting. Oh, well, I disagree with this guy, but the first one, yes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just a multitude of amazing reviews and glowing kind of interpretations and criticism and stuff. Uh, Roger Ebert said that the genius of Brisson's approach is that he never gives us a single moment that could be described as, Balthaz- as Bal- a Balthazar reaction shot. Uh, other other animal movies have you know them stomping their hooves, rolling their eyes, but Balthazar simply walks or waits, regarding everything with the clarity of a donkey who knows it is a be- it's a beast of burden, and that life consists of either bearing or not bearing. This is the cinema of empathy. Mm. God damn, Roger Ebert was a great, great film critic. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with I agree with the non-reaction and all that. I think it helps with his purity. It's a tough one to really dive into. Um, do you want to hear a little bit of trivia about it, though? I mean, there's not a great deal. Um, yeah, so we've talked about how it was loosely based off of uh, The Idiot. Um, in an interview, Brosson said that he was inspired to make a story after reading a passage from Dostoevsky's novel in which the main character, the prince, mentions his special fondness among animals for the, his fondness for the lowly donkey. So he's like, oh, that'd be a cool way to interpret this. Um, Balthazar was an untrained donkey during most of the filming, uh, which made Brisson's work a real challenge. <laughs> uh, the only scene where, where, for which the donkey was trained was, of course, the circus scene. So he could clip-clop his answers. Um, we never brought up the English translation of the title. Yeah, what's that again? Balthazar at random. I guess the meaning like random intervals or points in his life and yeah, random same. encounters and yeah. But anyway, that, that's really it for trivia. Yes. Let's find out what Claire thinks this film's about. Alrighty, so that music means it is time once again for Claire's. What's this movie about? Or nice is it one. that? No, no. This or that? This or that. Either one is fine. Okay. Uh, so. This week's film is entitled O Hazard Balthazar. What? It is a Robert Brisson film, so a French film from 1966. O Hazard Balthazar. And there is the cover. What is it? Can I take another look? From 1961. 1966. 66. O Hazard Balthazar. Okay. I don't know what some of those words are. Um, so, there's a girl and it's her life story of growing up through poverty and hard times but then good times as well on a farm and Balthazar is her um, donkey. Is that a donkey? Yep. Yes, it's a donkey. <laughs> 
Um, so Balthazar's her donkey, and yep. so he's the own like. So sometimes they're really poor, and they like literally have to get rid of every animal. But she's like, no, I'm keeping Balthazar, my donkey, and they go through life together. And but sometimes then they've got like plenty, and Balthazar's like running around with all the other animals and having a great time. They're on a farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't mentioned it. before, they're on a farm. Um, but then. One day, because, you know, donkeys don't live forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <And> no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, poor Balthazar, he, um, he falls over and hurts himself. And her father, who's an old man by this stage, mm-hmm. has to, like, put him down and she's devastated. So she runs away from home after that and gets herself in some, t- some trouble Too many men. I love that your go-to is always, and then they run away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then she finds the right man and they come home and then they buy a new donkey. The end. Nice. (laughs) You weren't far off initially. You were kind of close initially, but then then you you fell into your trope of there and then they ran away. (laughs) Everyone's always running away. Uh, a profound masterpiece from one of the most revered filmmakers in the history of cinema. Robert Bresson's Ohazard Balthazar follows the donkey Balthazar as he <gasps> passes from owner to owner, some kind and some cruel, but all with motivations b- beyond his understanding. Oh, it's like Marley and me. Balthazar. No, that's the wrong one. What's the, a dog's life? A yeah. dog's mind? Uh, a, dog- <laughs> a dog's purpose? purpose. Yeah. I was, so, I was so close. You were so close. So far. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that is what Claire thought of the film. Uh, we haven't recorded that section yet, so I really hope she mentions this, uh, donkey running away to the circus. <laughs> uh, but do you have a tagline for this one? I do. Uh, Or Hazard Balthazar, a film about assholes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, I had really nothing for this one. I was trying to look up like some biblical donkey quotes and stuff, <laughs> but all I had was Oh Hazard Balthazar, a donkey's life. Aww. Yeah, it's nice and simple. It is. Uh, but we'll move on to the actual Criterion edition itself. Uh, it is still in print from Criterion as a one-disc DVD, a one-disc Blu-ray. It's also available to stream on the Criterion channel, and it comes with an interview from 2004 with film scholar Donald Ritchie. Un metteur en order Robert Bresson, a 1966 French television program about the film featuring director Robert Bresson, filmmakers Jean-Luc Godard and Louis Malle, and members of Ohazard Balthazar's cast and crew. Uh, trailer, as well as the usual booklet and essay that Criterion usually do. Nice. Yeah, so a nice little addition, this one. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else, or is that wrapping us up? It's wrapping us up. What are we looking at next time? We have our first double feature episode in quite a while, actually. Mm-hmm. I think our last double feature episode was from the same director, even. Uh, we have a double of Senjun Suzuki films, Gate of Flesh and Story of a Prostitute. <laughs> From 1964 and 1965. They both sound raunchy. Yeah. I have not seen either of these, but Senju and Suzuki is usually interesting. Mm. So we'll uh, give that a look-see. Um, otherwise, as usual, uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, please, if you've got some time, go over and check out what we're doing over on the Patreon. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming out over there. Um, all that stuff's in the episode description, all the links and whatnot. 
But otherwise, uh, yeah, you can send us an email at thecriterionquest at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will be back in a fortnight's time with our Suzuki double feature. Uh, For this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Lee. We'll see you next time. Mm